Today's sponsor is EveryPlate. Initially, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, that they were kind of a splurge. But as it turns out, EveryPlate is more affordable than groceries. Their quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and reduce food waste, you know, like the bag of spinach that I throw out every single week. You can skip the store and let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook a delicious meal at a consistently low price. For me, in the summer, I'd rather be out enjoying the sunshine than cooking. Every plate helps me do just that. Simple, stress-free recipes come together in just six steps and are ready in about 30 minutes or less. You can choose between 17 recipes that change every week and swap proteins and sides to your liking, so you can switch up dinner routines however you want. Every plate helps me experience more of my favorite things in life by saving me time and money, which means more money towards vacations, concerts, the list goes on. You can choose from classic plate, veggie plate, family plate, and easy plate preferences to serve up crowd-pleasing meals night after night. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code SELFIE179. Again, that's $1.79 per meal at everyplate.com with the code SELFIE179. Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well you may have noticed we took a little break last week, little summer break, and we will actually be taking a break next week. We're doing two episodes in August and then in September we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. So if you miss us next week, there will be one the following week. But today I'm going to be chatting with my friend and author, Christine Coe. Christine has an interesting history. She's a former music and brain neuroscientist. 
turned blogger. And she and I met in that milieu. Um, she has since written a book called Minimalist Parenting. And she's the author, the co-host of a podcast that I think you guys would really like. It's called Edit Your Life. She and I are actually today going to be talking about introversion and self-care. But first, I'm going to do a quick self-care check-in with Sarah. We have a lot to catch up on. We do. And we're together. And we're together. We're together. Sarah is in my bedroom. I'm in her bedroom. <laughs> where I record my podcast. She, um, she switched her bedroom around. It looks great. Well, thank you. Although I have to say... I'm iffy on having a, an office in my bedroom. Well, there's pros and cons. Because there's I mean, you, there's research that says you should only sleep in your bedroom. Right. You sh- it should be like a place where you rest and right. recharge and not work. Right. But it's so easy, though. It's so easy. This, I have to say, if you were in her room right now, there's just this great little alcove that's perfect for your desk and yeah. your computer. Like, it makes sense up here. It does make sense up here. Also, this is the only room in the house with AC. That, well, then, I mean, done deal. So done I deal. work in this little corner. There's another corner of the room that has a sofa, and that's where I watch television. So I just don't leave this room. You're just, like, really, really introverted now. Like, this is, like, feeding introversion. It's kind of it's bad. It's feeding your introversion. Yeah. But, you know, me, a fellow introvert, I am all for it. I know. Do, like, do you have to leave the house ever? Just have well, the groceries delivered? It was just, a little rough when I was really in the throes of writing the book. Right. Because I truly, I'm not kidding, I didn't leave the house. Right. No, I know you told me. Like, someone would come knock on the door at 5 p.m. and the door would be locked because I hadn't left. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've, had, I've had many days like that. I don't know yeah. if I went as long as you went. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I went as long as that, but oh, I, 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 I get you, girl. I anyway, feel you. I feel well, you. how are things going for you? Um, well, things are great because I'm on vacation right yeah. now. Um, we are just, every time we come back, we stay in Laguna in the same house. Yeah. I love it. You have your thing. I have my thing. It like feeds that organizer in me. Like I don't have to plan anything new. Like we go to the same beach, although we went to a different beach yesterday. We like busted out and went to a different beach within Laguna. Oh, I know. It was crazy. Girl's gone wild at the beach. Oh my gosh. But that's what we're doing. We, we go full on tourists when we come here. Mm -hmm. We go to the beach every day. Um, go to our favorite restaurants. Yeah. It's just super easy. Yeah. Loving it. So that's good. Um, but I was I was going to tell you, I started to tell you downstairs, this is like a whole, I mean, this is a whole conversation um, about being in your mid-40s. Yes, as we and both are. We both are. And how my weight is distributing differently oh, yeah. now yeah. in my body. Yeah. And I'm very cognizant of that right now because I'm wearing a bathing suit every day. Yep. All you know, day, every day. I've got my uniform. I wear a dress almost every day or a little skirt and a blouse that like nips in in my waist. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a smaller waist. Mm-hmm. So I, I run with that. Yep. Um, but instead of like gaining weight, if you're looking straight at me, instead of gaining weight side to side, I gain weight front to back. Yep. And so I've been here and I kind of threw on my bikini and I like turned to the side. I'm like, whoa, what is that? And it just... I'm getting like a tire around my middle, which has never been a problem area for me. I've never liked my legs. Like I just, I always have them covered, but I've always had my like slender torso. Uh And now it's like this just, I'm like holding it in my hand right now. (laughs) Do you see that? It's like a sausage roll. It's just like this, oh, and I don't, and I, and it's, um, it used to be when I was younger, I would just like cut back on calories sure. or do a little core work yeah. and it would disappear. Well, now I'm cutting back on calories and I'm doing a lot 
of working out and it's stubborn. It's not moving. Well, let me tell you. So I had a doctor on a couple weeks ago talking about food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Chad Larson, he's a naturopath. And when we finished recording the show, I, he was a great guest. He was Mm -hmm. really interesting. And I said, well, is there any other topic that you think would be interesting to, you know, um, to our audience? And he goes, you know, the number one thing that I have women coming in to talk to me about is their, their premenopausal and diet and exercise do not work. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is what he said. He said, they've been told by their doctors that they just, it's just what goes in, comes out, you know, calorie count. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not true. Mm-hmm. He's like, when you're perimenopausal, it's your hormones and your yeah. insulin and your cortisol. And, you know, you the same things don't work anymore. Right. And he, so anyway, he agreed to talk with me again. And I, Ooh. so I wish I could tell you what he said, but, yeah. you know, we're going to no, table that discussion. that's exciting. But I really, all that to say, I really do think that there are some factors a little outside of our control. I agree. And, and that's sad. It is sad. Because I, I want to control them. I want yeah. I want to be the best. And this is just the first time in my life that I'm putting forth the effort. Right. And I'm not seeing and you're not the getting, results mm-hmm. as yeah. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, oh, I mean, I hate to say this, and it's funny that you're talking about this because my health, my self-care update has to do with, with aging too. I do think that there's just some radical acceptance that has yeah. to happen that yeah. – my body won't look the same way that no. it did. No, you know? I'm having I'm having trouble with that. I know it's a, it's a real struggle. I mean, I I have I'm up 20 pounds, and yeah. I know some of that is from my divorce, right? And some of it is from sitting on my butt writing a right. book for four months, right? Um, for sure. But I also know it's not just gonna come right off. No, it's well, like it's definitely it's not here. It's, it's here. here. It's here. Yeah. And. I mean, I'm still, I'm, I have a very, I think the thing with me that's so bothersome too is I have a pretty narrow frame. Yeah. Um, I have small, but I mean, I'm a small frame. So just the smallest amount of weight gain really, really looks, shows up. It really shows on yeah. me just like mm-hmm. that. I mean, I can gain two pounds yeah. and it's evident. Um, you know, and it's just, it's super frustrating. So, well, that leads me to, so I have just been on this like workout. <laughs> Like, You're like, I will I'm like beat searching this. searching for all these different workouts. And I talked, when we talked last time, I mean, there was probably a couple episodes back. I can't remember what I was doing at that point. Like, I mean, that's how many things I've done. Yes. So you were doing, I, I'll tell you what you were doing. It was some, the name was really cringy. It was like bikini, beach bikini. Was, it, was I back on that? I think I might have been back on that, those two girls. Yeah, like blanking It on. was like beach ready, bikini yeah, bay. Yeah. Be a bit. Something it, like it, that. It was really so um, feminist. That one could not, it was totally unfeminist. So that one I could not stick with. It bothered me. And so then I, I mean, I am such a sucker for the, like Instagram knows me now. Like, by the way, the dress I'm wearing right now, Instagram ad purchase. Like, I mean, they, they've got so my funny. number. Yeah. And so they posted something, you know, get dancers legs in 14 days which mm. what a crock of beep i mean seriously come yeah. on but i i got it it's like daily 14 om. days yeah have you okay. heard of daily om no it's just like they have a newsletter and you can you can choose what you want to pay so like, do you want to pay 15 dollars for this 25 dollars, or 40 dollars for this which of course i always pick like the 15 dollars. i'm sorry i do yeah so anyway that started me on this whole long thing i started it it, it's five minutes a day. The chick talks for three minutes. You're actually doing squats for two minutes. I'm like, this is huh. not, I mean, this is super easy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not seeing results. Uh, I, sounds like I can uh, handle that. <laughs> it's great for anybody <laughs> that just really doesn't want to work out, but pretend you are. So that led me to this YouTube channel called Lazy Dancer Tips. 
It's a ballerina. Okay. She's a ballerina. I don't know where she lives. She's Russian. And she does a lot of bar workouts. Yeah. So I was doing like, I was doing bar workouts in my kitchen. And I liked it because I like to tone up my legs, whatever. But still, I'm like, this is not, this is not getting me where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And that's when I found Shanti. Okay, now tell okay. me about Shanti. Well, apparently everybody knows, or lots of people well, know about Well, it's funny because he's very famous. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but you okay. tagged him and I went over and followed. And my first reaction was, hi. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice on the eyes. He's nice on the but eyes. But yeah, he has like hundreds of thousands of followers. He's a million, I think. Yeah. I think he has a million followers. He's part of the... You're going to love the name, but, like, you know, the Beach Body on Demand. I mean, they, they, right. they've been doing those programs for decades. Forever. Yeah. Like, they, I think they're the first. Oh, you know, I mean, I remember that. I feel like in college. Right, right. Yeah, Beach so Body. So I was watching, actually, a beauty blogger that I love that lives in Paris. I just sit there and just look at her life. I'm like, she's amazing. And she does these workouts every day. And she mentioned that's who, that's who she does. So mm-hmm. I had never heard of him either. I went to check him out. I ended up getting like a free month before, you know, it's like one of those monthly charges and you can pick from all different kinds of workouts. This specific one he does is called T25. Okay. It's 25 minutes a day. Okay. And I had this like come to Jesus moment. I was like, Sarah, literally, if you don't have 25 minutes in your day to do this. Yeah. Come on now. So I started it over a week ago. Okay. Um, it is the hardest thing I've ever done. Hmm. And I've done a lot of workout programs and I, it is, it's Hard. Is it interval, like where you're getting your heart rate up, doing cardio and then weight? So it, every day is different for mm-hmm. five days. So you have cardio one day, Got then it. you have like an ab interval one day, oh. lower focus one day, total body core. Okay. But the thing that I feel like so hard with him is that he moves quickly. Yeah. Like his feet move quickly. Right. And I consider myself pretty coordinated, but like I, I can barely keep <laughs> up with how fast he's jumping. It's a lot of jumping. Okay. A lot of squats. You are dripping yeah. sweat. Yeah. Um, but I love it because A, he's good. He yeah. does he's not he's not annoying. Uh-huh. He just gets to it. It's 25 minutes, and there's a little slider bar on the bottom. So whichever exercise you're doing, it's showing how much longer you have of that specific <laughs> exercise. That. Which I I do not like not knowing when no, I'm gonna be done same. or what's coming up next. Same. So that I'm like, oh, I can do it. 15 more seconds. Like I can do yeah. it. And I've done it, and I think the true test is I've been on vacation. For four days. I've done it every day since I've been here. That's Whoa. Big. Okay, so are you watching this on your phone? Yeah, or? you can do it on your phone. It goes through a smart TV. Okay. So here in Laguna, I've been watching it on my phone or my computer. That's but at home, cool. I have it on my big screen yeah. in my living room and I do it there. Um, I love it. I already have seen results. Wow. Like, I mean, awesome. just little, like little muscles. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, I forgot about those guys right there. Um, but I love it. So oh, that's awesome. I highly recommend it. It's one of my it. it's one of my two thumbs up. So I basically just gave you a two thumbs up. And gave it away. I gave it away. <laughs> but you guys, it is but prepare to work hard. But they do have one girl on the video who does lower impact. <laughs> the mod the modifier, the, the modifier girl, which I follow a lot. Uh, yeah. Because there's a lot of jumping. Yes. A lot of Is it knees killing up, your knees? knees? Um, my knees have been a little bit achy. Yeah. And so like today was a cardio day. I did the modifications mm-hmm. instead, which I still was dripping sweat and my heart was racing. So I'm like, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. But I love it. And I think it goes, I think it's supposed to be 10 weeks that you do this. I'm just hoping it's something that I can just continue oh, doing. Right. I mean, 25 minutes a day, if it's really giving you results, that's yeah. great. And you can do it anywhere. That's, that's so, I, I don't know. I might actually have to try this. 
I really like it. Yeah. But I mean, it is really hard. hard. Okay. It's hard. So, did yeah. you ever do the 30 day shred? Oh, remember that yes. One? Jillian Michaels. Because I love that because it was 25 her. minutes. Yes. Is this harder than that one? Um, I feel it was a long, it's been a while since I've done that one, but I feel like this one has more cardio. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot of shuffling yep. and sprinting in place and high knees jumping. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I feel like it's kind of almost like an, like a way that like NFL a football player. It, I, yeah. Yes, exactly. Totally. And I think maybe he did. I don't know. I think he played something. He probably was. By the way, he is so cute. Oh, he's real His hot. husband is in, is it one of the guys that works out in the video. Oh my gosh, how And funny. they have these two twin boys Aww. that are the most precious so I just love him for so many reasons. That's awesome. Like I just I love him. Anyway, so oh, that's that's, cool. that's my update. I'm trying. I'm working really hard to uh, get this tire around my middle gone. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with you? Well, my radical acceptance of aging <laughs> is around my hair. Okay. So you know I am fully gray, like white, 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 white. and. I don't want to be like I'm not there, right? You know, I, I just it's not flattering for me. I mean, and and, and I, there are many women who are going gray, and I yeah. think it looks really great. Yeah, but I do think it has to do with coloring. Yeah, you know, I totally a lot agree. of that. And my hair is white, white. There's yeah. you know, and um, it just makes me look really washed out and really old. And mm-hmm. I have white eyebrows and I have white Dude. eyelashes. Right. So, um, you know, I what, what I was starting to try to do was to go more icy blonde mm-hmm. so that when it's growing in, it's not as noticeable, you know, try to get it real right. blonde, more ashy. Right. Um, and so I started doing that process, but I was a little concerned with using th- that much bleach. Right. Because what's weird about gray hair is you still have to bleach it for it to take color. Right. Which right. makes no sense. Makes no sense. It makes no so sense. So I did start down that road, and I really loved it. I loved the color. It was like this nice icy blonde. I, it looked yeah. so great. But my hair started breaking. No, which you had issues with in the oh, past. Oh, I have. And that yes. has been like a big It's a constant. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, for the last five years, it's been this back and forth between deciding I really want to be blonde, mm-hmm. and then my hair breaking off, and then mm-hmm. me saying I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And this... You know, I, I saw a new gal. She's a blonde expert. She was mm-hmm. like, we can do this, you know, and she was so careful just standing there watching the foils and putting Olaplex in it. But it's still, I mean, look, yeah, you know, I have little yeah, baby bangs that baby I bangs. didn't cut that just broke off. So uh, I yeah. went to see her this week. I, you know, showed her the breakage mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, we, you can't, you can't be blonde. So, you know, I know that this sounds so like, oh, tiny violin, but like, I like being blonde. I've been blonde my whole life. Oh yeah. I was a toe head. Yeah. And because all my features are kind of blonde and my eyebrows and eyelashes are white, it looks better for me to be blonde. Mm -hmm. I don't have the eyebrows to pull off being a brunette naturally, but I have to be brunette. You know, she was like, you can either go with the white and we can, we can, you know, you can go white or we have to put color deposit on your hair. Right. And if you apparently if you put blonde on gray, it just looks terrible. I think your hair color looks really pretty right now. I mean, I I'm okay with it. To me, you're still blonde. You're blonde. I mean, that is you. Well, because you're, you're seeing the ends that but, she bleached. But yeah, but still, so that's gonna I mean, have to go away. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, but so even the top, the top is gonna be that's a, that's a dark it's blonde, kind of like a dark gingery blonde. Yeah, well, it's not supposed to be. There's also a bunch of like toner on it that oh, I'm yeah. not supposed to wash oh, off wash that for yeah. a few days. But 
I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm bummed that I can't be oh, blonde I, anymore. No, I know. I, you know, I like that look and yeah. I think I look better with my hair a little blonde and. Have you seen Fleabag? The I've show seen on Netflix? some of it. Did you see the part where there, she gets her hair cut horribly and there, yes. the whole thing about hair is everything? Yes. I yes. Mean, it's totally. kind of true. It is true. Tiny violin, but it is true. It, it is. If you are not feeling good about your hair. Yeah. It's, it's and like, I'm just, them, and you've been a blonde your entire life. Like that's yeah. part of It's just you. one of those things that like, oh, this just got taken away from me. Like, I would this, be really sad. I'm kind of sad. Yeah. I'd be really sad, but I think it can still be like, it, it's not like you're going to be a brunette. Well, no, not necessarily, but I will say this. I, I, I've, I've thought about it just because it is hard to get a good dark blonde from dye. That's true. That's hard. It, it starts can, to go brassy fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had issues with brassiness forever. And then the fixes for brassiness are also bad for your hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the if I want to have shiny long hair, I should probably just go dark. Dark. Oh, my but gosh. That'd be so different. It'd be I'm so like, different. I'm just even looking at you. Like, and I mean, I think if I went dark, I would probably need to go, you know, do an eyebrow tattoo. Yeah. Like, you know, the permanent makeup and probably mm-hmm. get fake eyelashes. Just... Just because I get really, I, my features are all very blonde. Yeah. I mean, again, not that I have to do any of this. No, 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 no. But But still, it's it's a big, it's a big part of who you are. It is. I know. And there's there's no reason to like deny that. The bottom line is if you have had, you know, your years of vanity as a woman, aging is hard. It is super hard. (laughs) It's really hard. When you've had some of your identity wrapped up in, in your looks. Oh yeah. It's hard. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes. I feel that all the time. I feel like half the people, well, no, 80% of the people that I work with online in this beauty space are 27. Oh, totally. I'm like, I'm their grandma. Totally. I'm the wise grandma. I yep. literally get emails like, well, you yep. know, you've been doing this for so yep. long and mm-hmm. blah, blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, this is happening. This is happening. And it reminds <sighs> me my, um, a good friend of mine who lives here that was she's like seven years older than me. I remember when she I was like thirty seven, uh-huh. and she was forty five, uh-huh. and she was telling me, Sarah, something happens in your mid forties. Yeah, your metabolism slows down, the aging accelerates it in your really face, does. and things start changing really rapidly. And yeah. I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, but you look amazing, whatever. Right, it's so true. It's so true. Things are oh. the the wheels are falling off, yeah. guys. The wheels are falling <laughs> off, and I'm trying to figure out as an enneagram, enneagram three, like how to work this into what I do for a living, Mm -hmm. you know, like, cause I, well, I think you are doing that. I mean, I think, I do think a lot of women our age follow you as as a person who's, you know, right. Like I'm trying to embrace it as much as you are. I I still haven't like done much. No, you're you're not like putting filler in your lips and you know, you're, although (laughs) you're like, although I would, I maybe, I don't know. I don't think I would. I'd be too scared. But you like, would you know, be too scared. Yeah, I mean, I, most of my friends are doing some sort of Botox or filler. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I don't really have to worry about it so much because I have bangs. That's a huge thing. I have huge elevens, and if I, I these bangs weren't here, I would be doing Botox a hundred percent. If I didn't have 100%. a hundred percent stupid cowlick, I would be doing bangs because that's the perfect solution. Such a great thing. It's so mm-hmm. great. Okay. Well. Wow. All right. Well, what do you have for your second two thumbs up? I know okay. you mentioned T25 is your first. Yes. T25 is my first. My second is a new face oil that I found that is amazing. It's amazing, 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 amazing. You're going to want to get it. Okay. It's um, 
La Prunière is the brand. It's called Plum Oil. Uh-huh. It's made from plums. So, huh. A, it's, it smells oh. amazing. Okay. There's, it smells like something specific that I can't put my finger on. It's kind of like a sweet, oh, it's so good. Um, but the deal with the plum oil, it's like full of antioxidants and uh-huh. omegas. Uh-huh. And it's eight times more powerful than argan oil and six times more powerful than marula oil. Wow. For anti-aging. I hate the word anti-aging, but for that. But yeah, yeah. And I know a lot of people uh-huh. talk about marula oil. I've oh, used yeah. it. Used, yeah, used I have, it. A lot yeah. of people in our community talk about it. Yeah. This just like steps up your game. Yeah. But um, it's 70 It's $70. Yeah. Which is like right in the middle. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's some for anti-aging that are like oh, yeah. 160 250 yeah. you know. Um, but this one is beautiful. And to me, it feels a little bit – I don't want to use the word thicker because that seems weird. But it's it's more robust, Viscous. yes, than marula oil. Yeah. I feel like it's more hydrating. Uh-huh. It makes my face look a little bit more glowy. So do you use it during the day? Mm-hmm, in oh. the morning and at night. Okay. And, I just, and the scent. Oh, I, I love it. Okay, I love I it. So it's a new, this. you know, I don't usually branch out with my no, oils. No, you don't. I've got Especially my, on your face. Yeah. I've got my oils that I love. And yep. this one is like totally in rotation now. Okay. I might have to try that. So I'm going to link up to that. It's it's a beautiful Ooh. oil. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. What about you? Well, first, um, I wanted to talk about this new apparel company that I discovered. So we've talked a lot about sustainable clothing. People yes. have asked us a lot about sustainable clothing. Yes. And there are a couple brands that Sarah and I both really love, one of which is Crochet Kids. But, you know, I'm trying to find more brands where the supply chain is really obvious. You know who made the garments. Um the production is sustainable. So I just got a new jean jacket from this company called Remu Apparel, and it's called the Remake Jean Jacket. And so what they do is they use upcycled secondhand jeans to patch together the jean jacket. They're made in Ecuador. So they have this sort of like women's empowerment Mm -hmm. sewing program Mm -hmm. where um, at-risk women can come and learn a trade. So they're making the jean jackets. Um, They're really cute. Mm -hmm. But the inside of the jean jacket is lined with an Ecuadorian blanket. Oh, fun. It's so, it's got this great oh, print, like yeah. this, you know, this great kind of Ecuadorian print. Yeah. But it's so oh. soft. Oh, I want to see these. And they're really hipster looking. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, I'll, I'll show you right now, yeah. actually. Um, like the jackets, like I got the jacket and both of my boys were oh, like, I want this. I want this jacket. It. And they're I like love the pockets, like the little stitching on the mm-hmm. pockets. Yeah. Wait, that's cute. Yeah. And so, I mean, they're, they're not cheap. But, you know, you it's like you know who made it. I think they're yeah. signed by the woman who made it. Um, That's and, again, really cool. it's all upcycled materials. Um, and they're cute. They're very, very hipster. would be a great gift, actually. That's super cute. I love those. And very um, – they would look great on men, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Very cute. Um, and then my other recommendation – well, we have been talking about CBD, <laughs> especially with Claire. Yes. Nonstop. <laughs> And I got to tell you, I'm a convert. Are you? I'm a total convert, Sarah. Really? Sarah, I'm going to show you this right now. Okay, we're sitting here. I'm going to pull open my desk drawer and show you my vape pen. What? Who are Your you? Your face. I know. Who are you? Okay, well, first what? of all. What? I know. First of all, what? there's no THC in this. Right, right, right. right okay, right. Yeah, right. so there's no high. There's no nicotine. So this is really, a, you are vaporizing oil. Right. There's no weird stuff going into your lungs. It is a vapor, not smoke. Okay. 
Right. And she is, you should no, see her face right now. Because I'm thinking, and I'm going to play devil's advocate yeah, just for one second, it. and I want Claire to be here. I know, right? Because I remember Claire posting something to her account. Yes. Talking about how you cannot derive full benefits from CBD unless there is THC involved. Okay. Claire and I disagree on this point. Okay. Okay. Um, there are many people who think that. Okay. Who think that you need a tiny bit of THC. But let me say, t- the, here's the problem with the tiny bit of THC. First of all, it's not legal in most states. Right. It is legal here. Right. Second of all, a lot of people have react bad reactions to THC. Oh, yeah. So sure. personally, I cannot take any THC. Okay. I've tried every – I've tried 8 to 1 CBD to THC. I've tried 13 to 1. Okay. You know, where it's really, really low ratios of THC. I can't okay. do it. Okay. It raises my anxiety and it gives me a headache. Yeah. I- now – Okay. It might be true that you could get more benefit if you had a teeny tiny bit of THC, mm-hmm. but I'm getting a lot of benefit from just So what do you CBD. mean benefit? Like, what is it doing for you? It, and it's funny because people will be like, well, let me try it. And then they're like, I don't feel anything. You don't feel anything. That's the whole point. Okay. But what I'm not feeling is heart racing anxiety all day. Okay. Does so, it help with your sleep? Um, yeah, I think it does. Okay. So I have my little vape pen. This is a Foria vape pen. I've talked about this one before, but right. I just wanted to show you in person. And so I'll take a, p- a puff or two of this a couple times a day. And you feel like it's been so helpful. Absolutely. Okay. So, see, I trust you on but, this. Because you, you and, and I have both been very skeptical. I've been very of, skeptical. Of and then the I decided I'm just going to give it the college try. So I, okay. I do Foria as a vape. Okay. Because I just feel like it's quick and... I mean, it's. Do you want to try it? No, no. You, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow it okay. so you can smell. Okay, yeah. Because it's like cinnamon and vanilla. Okay, blow it. Do it. Okay. Do it. Do it. So you, do you can you smell it? Oh yeah. Oh, that I smells mean, good. It's lovely. Like it's a that nice good little. It's so you don't have to like press any buttons. You just like no. You just look, this is how it. Does, you just so you suck in and that lights up. Oh, that's it. I'm smelling it. I'm smelling it, everyone. Okay, that's pretty amazing. Right? Do you think that CBD helps with headaches? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to, I mean, you know. It's, it's supposed to, like, modulate, like, make you, it just But makes... if you didn't want to vape, I mean, I'm, you guys, literally, I'm opening my desk drawer where I she have, is. like, She's a opening stash it. She's got a stash of CBD. Of CBD. But if you didn't, if you didn't want to, um, to vape it, which a lot of people don't, and I get, you can buy it like a tonic. Okay. Okay. So, and I still haven't even gotten to the one I'm recommending today, but you can buy it in a tonic where okay. you put it under your tongue. Yes. The problem with the tonic, right, is that it does taste bad and it tastes like marijuana. Some of them. Yes. Okay. So the product that I wanted to recommend today, because I've been wanting to try the CBD with my son Mm -hmm. who has ADD. Right. Because it's supposed to be very effective. But but I had this like moral dilemma of like, I don't know how I'm going to give my kids something that says cannabis on it with the sublingual drops and it tastes like weed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he smelled what weed smells like. Like it felt like a slippery slope of Mm -hmm. like, don't smoke weed, but here I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Right, right, right. So I finally found CBD in capsules. So the oil's in a capsule. So it's CBD essence hemp oil capsules and what's great is on the bottle it says hemp oil and i don't know that he has the connection that like this is right marijuana something or other right and what's nice too is i've been i mean i've been the hemp oil hemp seed oil you forever you love the hemp oil on your face oh i'm like i put it on everything everything. i I am like the dad from um my big fat greek wedding with the windex Windex. (laughs) 
No, I am like, hemp oil, hemp oil, come here, hemp yeah, oil, yeah. everything. So Sunburn. that's totally on brand. So it's, it's on brand. brand. So now I'm giving him the CBD in okay. these hemp oil capsules okay. just along with his other daily meds. So he's right. not... Yeah, it's just another vitamin. Right. It's not a supplement. So I, f- I finally figured out how to administer it to a child in a way that isn't like, wait, mom, are you giving me that's awesome. marijuana? That's yeah. awesome. So CBD essence, hemp oil capsules... I'll link those up, but I'll also link up the so, Foria. Yeah, where do you do you buy the Foria online? Oh, Sarah, I can't believe we're just now having this conversation. Yes, Foria you can buy online because it's hemp based, so it has no THC. But you, you can buy the vape pen and the vape pen. Yeah, because online. again, yeah, in any state, it's legal in any state. Is it one pen for everyone, or are there different? kinds for different things, or is it just like they no, have one just vape one. pen? Gotcha. I mean. It depends on the company. So if you went to King's Harvest, for example, mm-hmm. which is a brand that I really like and, mm-hmm. and Claire really likes, and they're very medicinal cannabis, so it's not legal in every state. Okay. They have a variety of pens because it's they have differing THC levels. Right. So, you know, they have... Which I couldn't do in Oklahoma. We have medical exactly. marijuana, but yeah. not... Yeah. Yeah. So they would have different strains, but Foria just has one because it's just CBD. Okay. Yeah. But then you can also... I mean, there's so much. You can get... Like, this is a tonic, so this is a little dropper. Mm-hmm. You can see. I like that little blue bottle. Yeah. The Foria, it's a really nice, like, I think it's a nicely packaged. It is. Um, it is nice. CBD oil. Um, but then you can get them in, like, different flavors, like mint, cinnamon. Not okay. from Foria, but from others. Okay. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe don't I'll know. look into the pen. It's yeah. interesting to me. Like, I can't believe I just watched you do that. I, I know. Just, it's like the last thing I would ever imagine you to- doing ever. Totally. Ever. It's so off-brand for me. <laughs> it's so off-brand. In fact, I wanted to talk about it on Instagram, and then I'm like, I can't freaking vape on Instagram. Like, what am I, 12? But I will tell you, there are so many people in the wellness community and a lot, a lot of the beauty yeah. bloggers that are, yeah. I, they're, they're vaping on, I mean, they're just on well, Instagram vaping. Well, I have to say, I'm so anti-vaping. Yeah. Like, right. the jewel and the nicotine. Right. I hate it. So, I hate it. So it was a big kind of, like narrative shift for me to okay. to look at CBD oil. Right. Because it's, it's very different. Okay. Well, this is exciting. I don't yeah. know. I might have to get one to try it out. <laughs> I'm just going to do a little test of my own. Well, Sarah, I have a very cute new purse that I want to talk about. Okay. I just got the cutest purse from italic.com. They are one of our sponsors. So here's the deal with italic. They're a company that is unbranded. And what that really basically means is that you can get luxury goods that are from the same exact manufacturers as big name brand companies like Celine, St. Regis, Prada. They let you shop unbranded goods straight from the source. So you can get a really killer deal on a high quality purse, accessories, what have you. So I I have to admit, I had a difficult time choosing the purse because they have a lot of really cute ones. But the one I ended up going with is their Martine Leather Crossbody Camera Bag. It's super cute. I got it in black leather. It is really supple, luxury feeling leather. But what I love about this bag is it's one of those bags that's, it's pretty compact. It's small, but it has a ton of dividers and pockets without looking like that. It looks like a little cocktail purse, but it has a lot of little zipper pouches so that you can keep your stuff divided, which I love. Um, It's got a cute gold chain, gold zippers. Um, You can wear it with You could wear it with jeans, but you could definitely dress it up with a cocktail dress. What I also really like about Italic is that their accessories, purses, and clothing are affordable and sustainable. They do sell out of products quickly, so if there's something you're eyeing, now is the time. So they've set up a special discount code just for our listeners. 
Use the code SELFIE for a $15 credit on your first purchase. So go to italic.com, use discount code SELFIE and get $15 off luxury products that are already half the price. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a slicky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white pastel neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. 
You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their Cloud Shave Foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. All right. Well, let's chat with Christine Co. Christine, um, as I mentioned, is a former music and brain neuroscientist, so she's a bit of a smarty pants, and then found her way into the world of blogging and internet writing as I did, and that's how we met. So Christine, thank you so much for being with us. I am so delighted to talk to you today, Kristen. I feel like we are such internet dinosaurs, yet, you know, we're still <laughs> we current. Kind of are. <laughs> we are. We were kind of in that first wave of mommy blogging. Oh my gosh, yes, it is so crazy. Well, tell, I mean, tell people quickly, how did you, st- you know, how did you stumble from you know, music therapist and neuroscientist to mommy blogging. How did this happen? I know, I know. Just like, I guess the real quick thing is that, you know, I like you, I, I have a love of nerdy things and academia and all that stuff. And I was really destined, I felt, to be um, a music and psychology professor. Like I was so inspired by all my teachers. And then I got to the fanciest of fancy places. And I did my, you know, I finished my PhD and I was doing my postdoc at Harvard Medical, MIT, and MGH, which is Mass General Hospital, um, really the fanciest sounding thing. And it was just the most miserable thing ever, <laughs> as really? happens sometimes. Yeah, it was just, you know, I, I kind of was ready for like the, they call it the postdoc um, depression, where your your work is not really your own anymore. You're really under somebody else's thumb doing their work. And I was ready for that. But I just felt, you know, I, I got to a point actually where my first baby was coming and my dad was very sick and he was on his way out. And I just realized, you know, I love working. I definitely want to work, but if I'm going to spend a lot of hours, I, I want to be doing something that I feel really creative and energized by. And at that point in my life, academia, wasn't it? So I, I stumbled into the internet because, uh, people were always asking me because they knew I researched everything ad nauseum. You know, they'd ask me for recommendations and, one day I was like, oh, I just wish there was, you know, like somewhere I could put all this information instead of just emailing it again and again. <laughs> yeah. And my tech friend, yeah, my tech friend was like, uh, that would be a blog. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of a blog? <laughs> I had not at that point, obviously. So and, funny. you know, like you, I think that's, you know, it just all of a sudden it started and then just goes. It's so crazy. Yeah. It just took took on a life of its own. And I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like for me, it's like, I feel so blessed that I kind of stumbled into it in this unique time because I don't think you can make a career of blogging today the way that we were able to there for about a decade. Yes, I would agree. And also I feel like um, it just, there were so many opportunities to kind of pivot. I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of, um, diversifying the, the professional breadbasket. So, you know, the blog just ended up being this, uh, launch point for, you know, the book and, um, you know, the podcast and then becoming, doing a lot of social media consulting. And it just kind of sprouted all these different arms that were not, I could never have predicted, you know, like you, I could have never predicted what would happen, you know, fast forward 10 years. I mean, it's funny to think that when we were in grad school, I literally had never even heard of a blog. I know. know. As I'm studying. 
What um, year did you? Mine started two thousand six. Were you in the same? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we we really were same era. Yeah. So really wild. Well, so I'm excited to talk to you about introversion, and I'm excited to talk to you specifically because I feel like you and I are both very similar in our introversion in that we're both relatively outgoing introverts. And I think there's a lot of confusion about outgoing introverts because people might tend to think of introverts as being very quiet or wanting to be alone or not being people persons. And I know I'm actually a people person. I like being around people. I know that you are too. Um, and what's funny is um, one of the ways I see that play out, speaking of us both being bloggers, is that you and I for years have both gone to blogging conferences. And both of us at blogging conferences are very interested in meeting and talking with people. And we're we're there with bells on, ready to chat. Um, but one of the things that I find that happens to me at conferences like that, which is where my introversion really, um, really shows up is that day one, I am like (laughs) ready to talk to everyone. I want to have a conversation with each and every person. Day two, I'm still doing it, but I might be a little tired. Day three, if someone approaches me that I don't know well, I'm still going to think I'm being friendly, but I'm actually dead behind the eyes. And, you know, it's, it's one of those difficult things where I think we can be really misunderstood Mm -hmm. as outgoing introverts, uh, because people can assume that we are standoffish or that we only care about certain people, but not others, when actually we've just kind of reached the depletion of our reserves. I've had to work very hard in tandem with my husband, who definitely identifies as an introvert, to set boundaries around family obligations because um, the co-family would like literally, if if they were going to get together for, say, Christmas morning, um, that would turn into like, hey, now let's have lunch and then let's go like to a movie and then let's like return back to the home base for dinner. And for me, that freaks me out. <laughs> And so I've been, I, we are the family that are always like, okay, we we could do like two or three hours and then we're out of there. And I think it probably comes off as a little standoffish or rigid or something, but I just feel like, listen, I'm going to be a better, happier human being with you for those two to three hours than if you try to drag me through like 12 hours of social activities because I just can't do it. Oh my gosh. As you said, like I hit the I hit the wall, right? The reserve tank is dead. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that because I had the same issue in my marriage where my in-laws, they're, they're extroverts, all of them, as was my ex. And mm-hmm. it would be the same thing. It was like, if we were going to hang out, we were going to hang out for like nine to 10 hours. Oh my God. And... <laughs> What's funny is I didn't know myself well enough to, to, to have a boundary around that. And and I wanted to be able to do that, right? I mean, I have a value. I value family. I value family time. So mm-hmm. I show up with bells on ready to do it. And inevitably, halfway through the day, people would start asking me, what's wrong? Kristen, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what was wrong. And I, I thought I was being normal. But I again, I'm like going dead behind the eyes <laughs> because – I can only do it for so long. And when I finally started to realize that about myself, it was really helpful. But but 
again, there is skepticism about introverts. So it's like, oh, well, you can't hang out with us. You know, you can only do two or three hours. You can only stand us that long. Yes. And I think and I think the other thing that you will understand very deeply, too, is that, and, you know, maybe anybody who posts Instagram or whatever, but yeah. I think there is a little bit of skepticism and confusion between, like, for my family, perhaps, because they see my sort of public-facing life and that I'm out doing these things and, you know, it just looks like it's a giant party the whole time. And whereas then I can only spend like two or three hours in person, um, you know, but I, and I try to, I try to be clear about it. And actually the thing that I've realized that I do, um, you know, do love and is part of this equation is I'm much better in a, in a one-on-one situation or a very small group. Cause I have six siblings. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. So when we get together, it's a lot, it's like super extra. And so, um, you know, if I can sort of recalibrate certain gatherings so that it's maybe just, you know, a couple of us getting together, then that's like where I'm like, okay, I'm happy to sit down and we can ch- chat and dig in. It's just the small talk that I get really, it's, that's very difficult for me. It actually, I find that sometimes scrolling mm-hmm. leaves me very scattered and depleted because I feel like I'm not really learning anything deeply about people. And then, and then I feel bad because then if I see them and they're like, oh, didn't you see that thing? And I'm like, oh, no, I actually stayed off the internet yesterday. And then the person doesn't believe me. It becomes like very complicated. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I think for me, I just, um, you know, also because I, I think that sometimes in a, in a situation where there's a ton of stimulation, there are a lot of people talking. Um, I actually really genuinely have trouble listening and processing it all, like from a sensory um, perspective. So I feel yeah. like when it's less people, I can just be more present for them anyway, which I feel like is better because then I'm actually hearing them and I'm getting di- able to dig deeper with them. So I feel like that's a preferable situation. I just know that, you know, in my family, there's a lot of value to the, as you said, the nine to 10 hour hangout. <laughs> But I just, I feel like I would, I will just be too grumpy. And then, you know, that will be bad for everybody. Totally. And I think, you know, what I have found too is if I can get into a deep relationship or deep conversation with someone, yeah, that actually energizes me. A deep yes. soul connection conversation where, you know, where we're talking about something of substance, you know, talk, maybe talking about meaning or identity or it could even be politics or faith, you know, something that feels like we're really exploring meaning that mm-hmm. I find energizing. But mm-hmm. if if it's I mean, this is just the perfect example for me is just it's on the plane and you your seatmate decides that they're going to talk with you, <laughs> which I work really hard to avoid. And earbuds. Yeah. And then the, this is my nightmare conversation is like, oh, where are you from? Oh, oh, do you know so-and-so or do you know this or, oh, the weather there? When it's just a meaningless conversation where I'm going to walk away from this, not having gotten to actually know them on any depth of a level, but we're sort of charading a conversation that's so painful for me. Yeah, I agree. I think the other trap I get into, um, and I, I imagine you have some of this as well, is the Oh, you work on the internet? Okay. Well, could I'm, you know, I'm struggling. Like, I want to figure out how to sell my whatever, my widget, or, or like, and then then I go into real shutdown mode because I'm like, okay, you don't even you don't even see me as a human being. You see me as a means to an end to your end, and I find it deeply offensive. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I first of all will never pe- tell a stranger what I do for a living. Like, okay, maybe that's my problem. I just I need mean, to stop. So okay, there's my ROI for the conversation. Stop telling people I work on the internet. <laughs> you also don't want to tell people that you have a background in therapy because then then you're going to be bad, hearing yeah. all about their divorce and <laughs> you know their struggles with their boyfriend or whatever. But I will never tell people I'm a therapist, and I very rarely will tell people that I'm a blogger because that's it's hard to explain and it, yeah. It's, I just don't even want to go that far. I think I'll usually say like, I'm a writer and then I'll name like something I've written for maybe even once that they have heard of and then let it go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I write for Huffington Post, the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this is not to say that I don't like people. You know, I Mm -hmm. I actually really like and value people. I just, if we're going to have a conversation, I want it to be meaningful. I want to actually know another person in a meaningful way, not not mm-hmm. on that like surfacey stuff. Yeah, and I do want to say that um I think when I think there are these sort of, you know, if you think along that spectrum, there are moments I'm thinking particularly particularly at a conference or something where if I'm sort of maybe it's on that first day or two when I'm in sort of a recept- receptive space and I've got high energy then I have found myself just delightfully surprised to sort of meet someone and enter into a pretty like significant, substantial conversation Uh right away. And then I leave that feeling like, wow, what a gift. Like I can't just write off human beings altogether. Like (laughs) it really kind of busts through my theory of just like, you know, hiding. Um, So it's it's an interesting, I feel like it's an ongoing calibration and you have to be really at the risk of sounding too woo-woo. I feel like you have to really be tuned into sort of, okay, what's my energy level? Like, how am I feeling? (laughs) Yeah. Am I ready? And, you know, sort of how loving do I feel right now? And I think all of those things really contribute to whether, you know, how ready you're going to be to face the world. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think I did not give myself that permission for a very long time. My Mm. mom was an extrovert and she definitely Mm -hmm. valued extroversion. And I feel like I was raised that you just, you're always on and available for other people all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're there to listen and you're there to problem solve. And um, I I had a hard time with boundaries. I had a hard time saying, you know what, I'm tired, so I'm going to go home now. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm <laughs> maybe I'm too tired to do a second night of hanging with people or what have you. Like, it took me a really long time to get to a space of giving myself permission to opt out of things. Well, and it's hard because you care about people. You know, we, course, we love people, yeah. we care about them. And then, and I think when you're in a situation where you have a constrained amount of time, you know, with face-to-face access, you want to like make the most of it. But um, yeah, it, it is a hard, it's a really tricky balance to figure out how to do that. Yeah. So I just, I guess I'm, I think it just, um, it requires like constant sort of and this perhaps sounds a little exhausting, but, you know, you just have to be really aware of kind of what's happening. And, you know, I guess part of you needs to be open to the fact that you could have a new experience that is really lovely and wonderful. And then part of you just needs to continue to be fiercely protective of your time and your energy because you're the only person who can do that for you. Yeah, that's the truth. That's Mm -hmm. the truth. And then you're not good for anyone when you're just, when you're just exhausted. Exactly. Yes. And that's really what I had to come to is, you know, if I just if I make myself available, never have boundaries, never pull back when I need to, 
then I'm not available in the times that are really truly important or Mm -hmm. for the people that are really truly important, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've made jokes forever about how I don't talk to people on planes. You know, I've I've got all of these nonverbal signals to let people know (laughs) I am unavailable, you know, and I've gotten some some crap for that. Like, well, you're so rude or, you you know, what have you. But the reason I do that is because the person I'm flying to is the person I want to have that energy reserve for. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't do me any good to show up at a destination completely tapped from a conversation that I felt trapped in mm-hmm. and be exhausted and then not be available for whatever family member I flew to or speaking engagement I flew to. Yeah. And the plane example, I mean, you literally are trapped, like you have nowhere You're to trapped. go. And so that I think that actually legitimately adds a layer of like anxiety to the situation. Yes. You know, it's it it's sort of like being stuck in an elevator with somebody, although that yes. ends a lot quicker. So yeah, I think, um, I think that's a good point. Cause I, I hadn't really thought about it that way too, but just, you want to, you do, you want to have that full tank of energy for the person you're flying to. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, how does, how did your own introversion play out as you became a mom? You know, because I think for a lot of us, you know, that is a time when our alone time obliterates completely. Did, yeah. Know, that, did that have an effect on you? Yeah, I think, um, well, just so many, God, there's so many variables. <laughs> there's so many like factors going on. I would say that particular time of life, that was, that was where I would not be the person at being all friendly at the like mom and me yoga <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like that, that was kind of my worst nightmare. Like I received, you know, gifts, like gift cards to that sort of thing. And I'm like, I can't do that. <laughs> Um, and that is where I tapped into like the, luckily I I was so fortunate to have a few friends who were pregnant around the same time, like good friends, deep friends. And, you know, those were the people I really tapped into, um, and, and needed during that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I found as the kids came, my reserves were just even lower, you Mm -hmm. know, that I, and I couldn't figure it out. And I, I remember, um, when my son was about two going to therapy about it, like I was like, I just want him to sleep mm-hmm. and I'm bummed when he wakes up because I want to be alone. And I'm like, am I a psychopath? Like, yeah. you know, like <laughs> what, what kind of intimacy disorder or attachment issue do I have going on that I like am bummed when my kid wakes up from a nap because I want to still be alone. And she's like, um, that's called introversion. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I actually just gave a piece of advice that I had never thought of until yesterday. Like, so I was um, giving this, I was doing a speaking engagement in California and um, somebody asked me about maternity leave. And I said, well, you know, I used to give the advice to take as much time as you, you know, can to be with your baby. And I gave that advice until I gave it to a very dear friend who ended up hating babies, right? She just, she was like, went on leave and was like, why? There's, oh my God, there's four months left. How am I going to do this? And I felt horrible. And so the advice I gave to this person at this talk was, listen, you know, maternity leave or paternity leave, whatever you have the benefit of, like that's for you as a human being. And it doesn't mean that you need to dedicate it all to your baby. So I said, for example, if you are introverted, you need time to recharge, you need and you don't particularly really enjoy the little like full time dealing with baby stuff phase of life, then hire help part time and like, 
have part of your time be for your baby and part of that time be for you. And you don't have to tell your boss about that. You know, and I was like, wow, why did I not think of this earlier? Totally. <laughs> it's so true though. I mean, yeah. yeah. Not I think kids add a whole new level of of drain for introverts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do. And I think you kind of have to take that into consideration and you have to let yourself off the hook a little bit. You know, and that, not feel like a bad parent. I mean, that's no. because you're not a bad parent. You just, nope. you know, you have you have needs too. And um, you know, a small person kind of like I don't know, takes those needs and kind of throws them in the dirt and takes a poop on them. So yeah. <laughs> it's like it's very difficult. Totally. Totally. It is. It is hard. And and I think, yeah, just recognizing like an an introvert parent has different strengths. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't the parent that was gonna get on the floor and play all day because that's just that's not me. That that's very exhausting for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have other gifts that I think my introversion provide. You know, I think I'm very intuitive and I I crave that meaning. I crave those meaningful conversations. And so mm-hmm. I think I've done very well at creating space to have really deep conversations with my kids. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, I'm like, let's cut to the heart of this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. No wasted words. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, as a therapist, you have to you have to ask those questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We have this thing we call circle of trust, which is basically like you can say anything in this room. Mm-hmm. And it is fascinating what comes up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the best. And that's that like, ugh, I, I go on ad nauseum about, you know, the importance of talking to kids and keeping the conversation open and, you know, talking about the hard stuff. And it's so important. And it's, oh, gosh, it it's e- as you know, it's even more important as they become teenagers and people think that they don't need you, but they really need you more than they did before. So I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree because their situations are so unique and so difficult um, that it's, it's not something that, you know, a a babysitter could change a diaper for you and a babysitter can, you know, but Mm -hmm. when they're teenagers, they need you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. specifically you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah. Well, what other advice do you have for introverts in in the way of self-care? I think one thing that is really um, important for me, and I'm not always the greatest at this, but is to really be intentional about building in some time for reflection. And I know that some people will like do journaling. Actually, Asha, my, um, you know, book co-author and podcast co-host, she is like, the journaler, like she, she writes all this stuff down, but I, I will literally sometimes be like, I am going to book a creative meeting with myself, like literally put it on my calendar and just be alone with my coffee and sort of jot down. It's usually in a Google doc. Cause I don't, my handwriting's terrible. So I don't write down anything, but, um, those meetings that really, for lack of better words, feel all about me and very focused and very, um, a chance to really dig in and concentrate, um, are just very, very powerful. And they feel, they, they feel, dare I say, even better than, you know, time at the spa. Cause (laughs) I just feel like I'm kind of having the time to be quiet with my thoughts. Like that doesn't happen that often when you're, you know, living the lives that we're living. So it's incredibly valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I, I think that is huge. The permission thing is huge. The mm-hmm. boundaries thing is huge. Those are really the things in my toolbox that keep me from 
getting overloaded. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And also well, setting up time, like being explicit about. So here's another one of these like tricky social human things is that, you know, when you're feeling depleted, I think you just feel like, oh, I, you know, I can't see anybody. I don't have time. I don't have energy. But I feel like that sometimes when I'm in that space, that's the time I need the most to connect deeply with somebody I really care yeah. about. Yeah. So, you know, that is one of my other pieces of self-care for introverts is like, time with your favorite people where you can, they know you, you don't have to explain the whole backstory, mm-hmm. but you can like kind of immediately go into that deep conversation. Yeah, That is just, um, that's just money for me. And even if I'm exhausted at the beginning, just from the circumstances of life, I always come out more energized on the other side. Yeah, I completely agree. I think having those trusted friends where you're not performing at all, you know, that whole mm-hmm. performance anxiety is gone mm-hmm. and, and you're just, talking about things that matter to you. And that's so valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Christine, thank you so much for chatting with me. I, I am hoping this is very helpful for other introverts listening. I do too. And, and you know, I feel energized talking to you, my fellow know, introvert, right? <laughs> my fellow nerdy introvert. It's lovely. So this was, this was really, really fun and, and awesome to sort of dig into it in a really thoughtful way. So I loved it. Thank you for having me. Totally. Well, really quickly, let people know where they can find you online. I think the easiest place is christineco.com. And from there, you can launch off to all the other projects that we mentioned um, briefly. And um, yeah, it's and I think I would say of the social places to hang, uh, even though it's kind of confusing, my Instagram handle is Boston Mamas. And um, but I post about everything, including a deep love of making and decorating cake. Um, That's actually one of my introvert activities. (laughs) (laughs) totally so uh yeah i think those are the good the good places to find me awesome and um for our listeners we will also link up of course to christine's um social platforms and as well as her book on selfiepodcast.com thanks for joining us continue the self-care conversation with us over at instagram at at selfiepodcast and make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.